You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mikey's Indy 500 with me, your host, Mikey Manfredi. Thank you all again for joining me on another lap on my race through the independent scene. We are on lap 7 out of 500. Let's get right into it. But first, remember... If you have any match suggestions, send them in to at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter using the hashtag HTB500. Let me know what indie matches I should review next time. Anyway, let's jump right into it. Sorry if I sound a little bit under the weather today. Uh, I've been a little sick lately, so my voice might sound a little nasally and gross. I apologize for that. Uh, anyway, here we go. First match we got on the card today, we have A-Kid versus... Zack Sabre Jr. from White Wolf Wrestling Triple W for the Triple W Championship at Total Rumble 8. This match was, I believe, nominated for Match of the Year. Uh, It's very, very good. There's a lot of action. I have never seen a person tie somebody in knots like Zack Sabre Jr. does to a person. I have never seen someone so resilient as A-Kid in this match. This match was great. These two really these two really put on a clinic. Zack Sabre Jr. did great heel work in this match against A-Kid. He was kind of the hometown hero. This match kind of reminded me of, a, of a, an, an MMA fight at some points when they would take each other to the mat and really fight for position and really try to get in those submission holds. It was really, really cool to watch. Uh, this match ends up getting pretty high impact later on as it continues. Uh, and less uh, technical, but but for the most part, it's a freaking grapple fest until the end. But in the end, A-Kid comes out on top and retains his Triple W championship. Wow, what a match, honestly. These two really put on a wrestling clinic. They, they showed every part of wrestling, the high-flying, the technical, the ground and pound, the strong style. They, they really gave it to each other this match and really showed... Off lots of lots of different styles. Uh, I I give this match five meatballs out of five because it was just so good. These two really really put on a great show. And Ryan, who is my co-host, has been desperately trying to get me onto Zack Sabre Jr. since since he heard I didn't really like him last episode. And Ryan, my foot is it? Let me tell you, my foot is in the door on Zack Sabre Jr. This was a good match. I really enjoyed it, and I typically don't enjoy really heavy technical matches like this, but like I said, we get a nice big roundabout of styles that happen in this match, although it is mostly a technical wrestling match. I did still enjoy it, so I gave it five meatballs. Moving on, we have a match between Joseph Connors 
and Kushida from Defiant Wrestling, and this is from the Pro Wrestling World Cup 2017 semifinals. And this is there's a lot of back and forth in this match between these two. Uh, no one's really there's no main person dominating the match, no main person taking over the match. Uh, it feels like it feels like it's very down the middle most of the match. Um, but also, it didn't feel like anything particularly special. I thought the match was fine. There was some cool pinning sequences back and forth between the two of them. But otherwise, there was nothing really crazy special about this match. There was no big crazy spots. It was fine. It was good. These two put on a good show. So, in the end, Kushida wins with the hoverboard lock. And I gave this match 3.5 meatballs out of 5. Because, like I said, it was just good. It was a good wrestling match. uh, But there was nothing really crazy special about it. However, I, I did like it. So we're just gonna we're gonna give that one a quick 3.5 and move on. Next up, we have another Kushida match from Defiant Wrestling, but this one is against a new favorite of mine, Mike Bailey, uh, from WCPW Loaded 2017. We have what a crazy match this was. Uh, for two for these two guys, this was a much slower match than I expected. Uh, I expected it to be. Foot on the gas, nitrous pressed down the whole ride. Uh, these two just absolutely kicking the crap out of each other as fast as they possibly can. Uh, but it ended up being a little slower and a little more uh, grapple heavy and a little more uh, rest holdy uh, here and there. But it was fine. It was still good. Uh, ba- whenever Bailey tried to get momentum going, Kushida would shut him right down. At one point, it looks like uh, Mike Bailey misses his finishing move which is that Shooting Star Miura, which I, can, I can't quite remember the name of. I know I heard it, but I cannot remember it. Uh, in the end, though, Kushida ends up taking it home with a Back to the Future and getting the 1-2-3 on Mike Bailey and winning again. Two matches in a row that Kushida won. Uh, both of them were fine. This one I gave 3.75 meatballs because it, it uh, had a little more action than the other one did. It had a little more big spots, had a little more... It, was a little faster than the last one. Uh, I gave it three three point seven five. I just enjoyed it a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, watch that if you want. Uh, it's a really good match. I like the two of them. Uh, I think you'll like it too. Next up, we have a match from Lucha Underground. Uh, we have Prince Puma, aka Ricochet, as we all know nowadays, versus Mil Muertes, a thousand deaths. Uh, this match is for the Lucha Underground Championship at Ultima Lucha, and this match was insane. These two beat the ever-loving shit out of each other, and they didn't care. It was super intense the whole way through. There was points where Prince Puma got absolutely swatted out of the sky with a steel chair. There was false finishes back and forth. There was a big spear to the outside that was going to go through a table, but it kind of, they kind of missed the mark and the table didn't break, but no worries. Milwerthes makes sure it gets broken, uh, during the match. Uh, this match had me on my feet. I was just going crazy. Every false finish got me. I was rooting for Prince Puma the whole way, but in the end, Mil Muertes wins it and takes home the gold the Lucha Underground Championship. I gave this match 4.75 meatballs because it was insane. These two put on an absolute Lucha clinic, and I loved every second of it. I think you should watch this match if you like Lucha Underground. I think you should watch this match if you're a wrestling fan in general because these two are really, really good at what they do, 
and they put on a really, really good match. Next up, we got kind of a... I'll, I'll, I'm going to preface this one. This one is kind of a match. Not really. But it was advertised as a match, and it was for a title. So I'm going to call it a match, even though technically it wasn't. Anyway, we have Orange Cassidy versus Stokely Hathaway. It starts off in a parking garage. And for some reason, Orange Cassidy confronts Stokely in this parking garage. And they kind of just start shoving each other around and pushing each other. And then Orange Cassidy makes Stokely drop his phone and break it. Uh, which makes Stokely angry. So he beats Orange Cassidy inside, takes him down an elevator, and they end up fighting in this like weird storage room. Uh and where they come across like a desk and orange Cassidy ends up throwing uh, Stokely Hathaway off the desk uh, into a bunch of chairs. It ends up quote unquote retaining his, his independent wrestling championship, which was apparently on the line in the first place. But here we are. It was a cool way to watch a quote unquote match though, because it was more shot like an action scene in a movie than a match. Uh, so I thought it was really cool. Uh, I gave this uh, four out of five meatballs. Uh, it was just fun. I enjoyed it. It was short, but it was fun when it was happening. Um, and they all—they both got their uh, their comedy in. They both got to mess with each other a little bit. It was—it was definitely fun to watch. So I recommend it. After that, we have a match between John Silver and Warhorse for the IWTV Independent Championship. Uh, this match was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty, pretty okay. I thought these two put on a pretty good show. Uh, Warhorse kind of took a huge beating in this match, and it was kind of hard for him to get momentum. John Silver was shutting him down a lot of the match. But when he does finally get momentum, he is absolutely unstoppable. He is flying around the ring. He is throwing out huge moves. He's like a Mack truck once he's, once he starts. He cannot be stopped. Uh, there was some big, huge sequences in this match. They are bouncing, they're throwing each other back and forth, bouncing each other back and forth, hitting moves on each other like crazy. Uh, Warhorse keeps kicking out of crazy moves that Alex Silver throws at him. Alex Silver keeps kicking out of crazy moves Warhorse keeps throwing at him. But, in the end, after all this chaos, and all of this back and forth, and Warhorse being unstoppable, Warhorse ends up retaining his title, and wins the match against John Silver. Sorry, I was getting a little bit ahead of myself on the uh, names there. Uh, I gave this match three meatballs out of five because I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. It was a good match between these two competitors. These they kind of put on they put on a good show. I was into it. I would watch it if you are a fan of either one of these guys. They both put on a good show and I enjoyed it. So I gave it three stars. But like, like I said, it was nothing crazy. It was nothing too wild. Like I know I said it was like chaos, but it was more just like a lot of back and forth between the two. That was kind of cool to watch, but. Wasn't too wild, wasn't too crazy. There was no gigantic oh my god spots or crazy technical wrestling. It was just good back and forth between the two competitors. So I gave it three three meatballs out of five. Next up, we have a tag team match from Defiant. Oh, I'm sorry. The match before that was from Lim- uh, the the Warhorse John Silver match was from Limitless Wrestling. I apologize. Next up. 
we have a match from Defiant Wrestling. A tag team match between War Machine, or as you probably know them now as the Viking Raiders from Monday Night Raw. Or War, the War Raiders from NXT. Uh, same people. It's Hanson and Rowe, uh, War Machine, and they're versing the Young Bucks for the WCPW Tag Team Championships at uh, Refuse to Lose 2017. I gave this match 4.75 meatballs out of 5 because it was wild. The Bucks come in and they start cutting a promo telling everybody, hey, we lost our gear. It got caught up in our, we lost our, we lost all of our gear during our flight. We have to wrestle in jeans and sneakers. The Bucks, they just wrestle the whole match in jeans and sneakers. It's wild. Well, and then War Machine cuts back a promo saying, let's time to fight, blah, blah, blah. I'm ready to go. Uh, when they're cutting this promo, I realize that their voices don't match their bodies. Their voices are very, more, way, way more high pitched than I expected, uh, considering they're both gigantic men. Uh, but here we are. They, they're still badass. They're still awesome. Uh, I took nothing away from them for that, obviously, because that would just be rude. This, hey, the Buck, the Bucks did a uh, crazy thing that they were hitting super kicks in jeans, which I thought was crazy. They were in like skinny jeans and they were hitting super kicks, but of course they are because they're the Bucks. What can't they hit freaking super kicks in? There is a whole big sequence where they all try to hit moonsaults on each other and they all miss. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Nick saved the match, I think, two or three times in this for Matt. Uh, and it was pretty wild, uh, cause it was very close every time, but Matt did some crazy move off the top rope to stop it. There wasn't a single tag in this entire match, which was weird. They kind of just all fought. Always. It wasn't a tag match. It was, uh, it was more like a tornado tag. They were all just kind of fought in the middle. It was chaos. Uh, nobody ever knew who was legal. Everybody just kind of always fought. The ref was just like, whatever. He just gave up. Um... And just let them fight the way they were fighting. I wish that I wish it was more of a technical tag team match, though. I would have liked to see it between, especially between these two guys who are touted to be both of the world's best tag teams. So, like, I would have liked to see an actual, real tag team match between the two of these teams. But here we are. Uh, anyway, War Machine ends up winning this match and retaining their WCPW tag titles. I Like I said before, I gave this match 4.75 meatballs out of 5 because it was so good, a lot of action. Even though it was a little it was a little chaotic, so it didn't get to the 5 for me because I would have liked to see an actual tag team match. But otherwise, it was still a great match. These two teams still put on a great show and did amazing double team work and did amazing tag team work, even though there was no tags. So 4.75 out of 5, great match still. I recommend it. Next up, we have a match between Walter and Mike Bailey from Riptide Wrestling. And, oh my god, this match from International Waters 2018 is a barnstormer. This match is nuts. These two absolutely kicked the ever-loving crap out of each other. Walter was chopping Bailey's chest in. Bailey was kicking the absolute crap out of Walter. These two did not stop this whole match. Nothing put these two down. It was another. It was another fight 
that had that feeling of rogue versus barbarian from D&D, which is the giant dude who's just swinging versus Mike Bailey, who's like, pow, 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 oh, I'm jumping around, I'm jumping around, jumping here, over here, over here, kicking you in the face all of a sudden, bah, and you're just everywhere, always. Bailey gets off on a really quick, aggressive start. He is just getting all of his offense in. Walter shuts that down absolutely quick when he catches Bailey on a suicide dive and throws him into the uh, throws him into the hardest part of the ring, the apron. Yeah, this match was absolutely insane. Uh, there was one part where they went out into the crowd and Bailey did some crazy move. I think it was like a moonsault off of the, the stands into Walter, but I really couldn't see it because it was very, very dark because they don't really focus on lighting the crowd in Riptide. They kind of focus on lighting the ring. So when there's action out there, it's a little hard to see. But that's really not a big pet peeve for me because the action usually stays in the ring. Um, it really showed the tenacity of both of these guys for sure. Both of these guys took an absolute beating this this match. Like, they both threw everything they possibly had at each other and they both kept just escaping or kicking out of whatever they were throwing at each other and they couldn't keep each other down. Even Walter. Walter couldn't keep Bailey down. Bailey kept kicking out of everything. Yeah, these two absolutely like caved each other's chests in this match. Walter with chops and Bailey with kicks. Either way, they just I'm surprised their lungs didn't collapse this match. The, the sound of some of these kicks and chops was absolutely deafening. Um But yeah, this match was unbelievable. They both put on an incredible show. Mike Bailey does end up losing to Walter though when Walter gets him in the sleeper hold. And Mike Bailey ends up tapping out before he passes out. Um, and this match was insane. I loved every minute of this match. They had false finishes that had me jumping up to my feet every time when I thought Bailey was down, but he wasn't. He kept coming back and he kept trying to beat Walter. But in the end, Walter was just too powerful and took Bailey down. I gave this match six meatballs out of five. I know. It wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. What am I doing? But uh, at this point, guys, Riptide Wrestling is my Tokyo Dome. Like, it was so... I love Riptide Wrestling so much. I've fallen in love with the style of it so much over such a small amount of time because it's just so special. It just so... It stands out so much in my, like, in my mind. I, like, literally after this match, I... I went on my phone. I like I need after this match, I needed to take a break from watching matches for like 10-15 minutes just cuz I was like my heart was racing and I was and I went absolutely insane, so I just had to breathe for a second. Anyway, after this match, I got a subscription to Riptide Wrestling, so I'm going to definitely get into that a little later. You guys just wait. Uh you'll definitely hear about it. Uh, like I said, give this match six meatballs out of five. It was an absolute barnstormer. These two put on a, re- a clinic and a half. If you like false finishes, and if you like as close to two as you can get, and if you like two people absolutely kicking the snot out of each other, I recommend this match. It's insane. I think Riptide just uploaded this on their YouTube channel like a week ago. So it's fairly fresh, fairly new. Uh... If you haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, please, 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 please do. You will probably love it as much as I did. It's just incredible. Riptide Wrestling, honestly, for me right now, has like no comparison. It's just such special wrestling, and it's just such a special way to present wrestling, and I love it so much. Anyway, 
back on track. We took a little bit of a pit stop there to talk about Riptide, but we are back on track. We still have a bunch of laps to go here, so we cannot stop. Next up, we have Candice LeRae versus Deanna Perrazzo from Ring of Honor from a Women of Honor event. And this match was fine. Um, honestly, this match, I after seeing so much awesome Candice LeRae matches, which she's working with Joey Ryan, and I saw her and Johnny Gargano, after I saw those matches, I was expecting a lot out of Candice LeRae. Um, Deanna Perrazzo I've never really seen outside of NXT, so I was definitely excited to see her indie stuff, because I hear she's very good on the indies. But this match didn't do it for me. Uh, this match felt very... This this match, honestly, felt like a WWE women's match. It wasn't that good. It was... Uh, it felt like a TV match. It was just fine. There was nothing really... It didn't feel special. Uh, these two... They worked the match. <laughs> like, they they did the match. That's it. Uh, it was nothing crazy. Candice LeRae didn't show off her, her awesomeness that I've been seeing. Uh, I expected much more out of her in this match, and I would like to see more out of Deanna Perrazzo in the future, who I've heard is very good, but like I said, this match didn't quite sell me. I gave this match uh, 2.5 meatballs out of 5, because uh, it was meh. It was alright. Um, like I said, it felt very WWE, and I'm sure it could have been way better, especially since it's these two women in the ring. I know they could have done a better job, and I would love to see more out of them. So I get this match 2.5 out of 5. Hopefully, in the future, I get more 5 meatballers out of these guys. And last but not least, we have a match from AAW, not AEW, AAW. Quick, very, very small difference, but a very big difference that matters because this match. I can review, unlike an AEW match. So, <laughs> so we have Alex Shelley versus Kyle O'Reilly, the guitar, the air guitar playing member of the Undisputed Era, who isn't a member of the Undisputed Era yet. This is from Point of No Return, 2014, and like this is this is another grapple fest, guys. These two put on a submission click. They were putting each other in crazy holds back and forth. It was insane transitions by Kyle O'Reilly, which honestly I should have expected because I know he's a great technical wrestler. Uh, he's seen transitions I've never even seen before. Uh, he he hit he find he finds a weak spot in Alex Shelley, and he really targets it just like just like I he just like I knew he would. Alex Shelley did a great job in this match. He got a lot of offense in. He absolutely kicked the crap out of Kyle O'Reilly. Um. It was a lot of back and forth, though, in this one. In the end, Kyle O'Reilly ends up taking home the victory when he gets a backslide on Alex Shelley. One, two, three, and wins the match. I gave this one three meatballs out of five because it was good. It was a good match. It was a nice back and forth match between the two of these guys. Really showed them off. Um, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like they, they showed off what they do well, and they made each other look good. But just good. They didn't look great. They didn't look amazing. They didn't look six meatballs. They looked like a three meatball match. And it was fine. It was good. So, if you want to watch it, I recommend it. It's solid wrestling. Um, and that about does it for this week on Mikey's Indy 500. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you again for joining me on another lap on my race through the independent scene. We just finished up uh, lap number seven out of, I believe it's 50 because we're doing 10 matches per lap. So it's going to be around 50-ish, uh, which makes sense because there's 50-ish weeks in a year. So duh. Uh, so yeah, lap seven out of 50-ish. We are getting closer. Still a long way to go. We watched 70 matches. We got 430 to go. Every week, we take another step closer to that finish line, and I am so excited to watch more and more independent wrestling, get to know more wrestlers, get to learn about other ones that I've just figured out about, get to really delve deep into certain promotions that I really like. I really like this journey so far, and I really like what I've discovered between Riptide, between Mike Bailey, with Kyle O'Reilly stuff. I found out about Will Ospreay and the stuff he can do. I found out about Marty Skrull and Zack Sabre Jr. and David Starr and Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. I discovered so much on this journey, and we're only seven. And we're only seven lap. We're only seven episodes in, and I've already learned so much. I can't wait to see what more I discover down the line. I can't wait for you to all to join me on this journey. It's gonna be so much fun. I hope you guys also watch more independent wrestling in the year 2020 because it's wrestling year, baby. 2020 is our year. Let's all be wrestling fans and be great together in 2020. Stand up as one. Support the art form that we love so desperately. Thank you. And remember, send those match suggestions into me at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter with the hashtag HTB500. Any matches. Barring WWE, AEW, and New Japan. Any independent wrestling match from any point in time. Let me know what I should watch. I would love, love, love your suggestions. And I will shout you out on the show if you send me a suggestion. So that would be really cool. Because I would love to see any fans who listen. I would love to shout you guys out. That would be really rad. Uh, and don't and if, you, and if you feel like I have another show that we do right on this network. That you've probably seen if you've been finding this show. Uh, it's called Hit the Books. Me and my co-host Ryan Knightsey book an episode of SmackDown on Fox every Friday. Uh, we book our own card using our own roster that we drafted all the way back in episode zero of season two. Uh, we draft our own roster, so we have our own talent uh, within WWE still. We don't have, like, Kenny Omega and, like, the Young Bucks. Like, we just have talent within WWE. We just drafted it how we felt correct. And I think you would really like it. We book it top to bottom, matches, promos, uh, interferences, anything that you can think of. We book it all. Uh, we put a lot of effort into that show. We really, really love doing it. Uh, we would love if you check that out as well. That is on every Friday, the day before this is airing. So, yeah, if you feel like checking it out, totally do. Uh, hit the books every Friday. Uh, anyway, that wraps it up for this week. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you all for watching. Adios. Adios.